Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. If you're joining us for the very first time or just maybe for our Christmas Eve service, we are going to conclude a series today entitled Advent. But if you haven't caught the rest of it, it's not a big deal. You can jump right in where we're at today. But uh, we began this series in, uh, looking at the idea of Advent and what Advent is. And uh, if you want to kind of learn a little bit about the history of it, you can ch- uh, check out our first installment of it. Um, but here today, um, as Christians, Advent really is those four Sundays leading up to Christmas in which believers begin to prepare their hearts uh, through uh, remembrance of what Jesus has done, um, but also in anticipation for what he's going to do. And so we begin to prepare our hearts to celebrate uh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we started out uh, this series looking at uh, two characters in Scripture surrounding the nativity story named Simeon and Anna. And we began to look at how their whole story and their life was waiting on God. They were waiting for the Savior. They were waiting for this moment. And we began to look at how we can wait as believers. And Advent is about waiting. Uh, but then we also looked at how Advent isn't about waiting, but Advent is about seeking. And we looked at the wise men and how, man, uh, God sovereignly put that message of a star in the sky for them to follow and begin to seek after Jesus. And, but today, I don't want to just look at the idea of Advent being that of, of seeking and waiting. I believe Advent is also us wondering at God. Wondering at God, wondering at his grace, wondering at his love, wondering at how amazing he is. To me, growing up, that was one of the most exciting things about Christmas, is that Christmas, when you're a little boy and a little girl, it seems to have this magic about it, right? Like, there's just something about Christmas time and, and the anticipation of stuff and, and just the excitement. But it seems that as we live life, sometimes that wonder begins to disappear. And the reality is, is on this uh, spiritual journey, this thing called Christianity, I think the same thing happens sometimes, that we start out, man, when we're introduced to Jesus, and man, man, life is so amazing, and, and, and the, the fact that he would come and redeem me and save my life, and, and we wonder in that moment, but as we begin to journey on, it's almost as if times the wonder begins to disappear, and that's why it's been our mission over the last four weeks here at Canvas Church to make sure that we keep Christ at the center of Christmas, not Santa, not the guy that's obsessed with velvet, Right? But we keep Jesus at the center of Christmas, and not just at Christmas, but that we would relearn that in this season, and then keep him at the center of our lives. As Canvas Church, in the midst of all the celebrations and gift giving, we are careful to remember that at the center of what we celebrate is one game-changing, life-altering, hope-giving reality, and that is that grace is a person, and his name is Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating That's who we're celebrating. And so today I want to take you to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 16. And I want to talk to you for a few moments. Not going to go long this morning, but I want to talk to you for a few moments about wondering at God. Wondering at God. Verse 8, Luke chapter 2. And it reads, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Today a Savior, who is Messiah the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. 
This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. I'm going to read on a little bit further. And after seeing them, they reported the message they were told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds encounter Jesus, and they wonder at who he is. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that in the next few moments as we bring this Advent series to a close, but also as we get ready to celebrate tonight and celebrate in the morning, that we would just make sure that we keep you, Jesus, at the center of it all. Lord, I pray for those that are here this morning that have lost that wonder, that have forgotten how wonderful you are. I pray that this morning there would be a great reminder and we would go into this season remembering that you're a mighty God and that with you, nothing is impossible. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. The shepherds wonder at, at Christ. They wonder at the message that came. First, they're struck with fear, like most of us would be if an angel appeared to us. But as the angel begins to proclaim to them good news, the Bible says, good news about Jesus, the Savior that's going to come, curiosity is built in them. And then the Bible says they are carried off with praise and really with wonder. And then they meet the child, and even more so now, their, their, their wonder and amazement begins to increase, and now they go share it with everybody else. There's something about when you encounter something for the very first time. Something about that moment where, where you experience something you've never experienced before. I've had many of these moments in my life. How many of you guys have ever had that moment before where you see something or you experience something for the very first time? And there's that spark, that moment of wonder. I don't know why this one came to me this week, but as I was preparing for this message, uh, one, one of these moments came to me and it was my very first concert experience. Does anybody remember their very first concert experience? Went to none, has anybody ever been to a concert before? Okay, I know, what, I know what we need to get you for Christmas, right? Who's never been to a concert before? Just raise your hand. All right, you're lying. No, you, she wants me to buy her tickets to a concert, so. I remember my very first concert. My very first concert was TLC and Boys to Men. Come on. Wow, it's like Jesus showed up or something. That was the loudest cheer we got all day. Um, and I'll never forget, man, it was like, it was like, I was so excited. I had heard about their concerts before and friends had told me and the people I went with, they had been before, but here I am going to my very first concert and it's TLC, don't go chasing. Yeah, right? And so there I am and I'm just like, wow, like TLC was awesome. And like when they did the waterfall song, like it looked like water was falling in front of them. I was just like, wow, how did they do that? Right? And then boys, the men comes on. And it was like, it like stole the show, right? Like, although we've come. Get those candles out. You thought they were for earlier, they're for now. And I'll never forget, man, when they first came on, all of a sudden they rise up, like the stage was there, and all of a sudden they're on these pedestals, they're rising up out of the stage. I'm like, oh, wow. 
right? I, I had an instant man crush. Come on, somebody. And I was just, I was so overwhelmed. And I, I remember just think, like, like going back with my friends and talking about how amazing it was. And I was just struck with wonder and awe about how amazing this show was. Because it's the first time I'd ever, as I'm talking to them, they're like, yeah, I've been to it before, done that. And I'm like, what? It's amazing, right? Here in our text today, the reason these shepherds first and foremost are struck with fear, but then carried off with wonder and amazement and praise is because they have never encountered this before. They had never had angels showing up to them singing in the fields. They had never heard this message before. Oh, oh, maybe they heard distant rumblings of it, but now, man, God sends angels to them to proclaim the coming of the Savior, and they are absolutely overtaken with wonder. They are amazed. In this passage, they're overtaken with great wonder. The word wonder means to be filled with admiration, amazement, or awe, to marvel. And here they are. And see, this, is, this text is so much different than the other ones we've looked at through our Advent series. The other texts we look at, we have Simeon and Anna, but look at the difference with them. They are actually waiting for the Savior. They're anticipating the Savior. They're praying, the Bible says. They're in the temple, and they're longing for this. And so when he shows up, yeah, it's awesome, but this is what they've been expecting. When we look at the text with the wise men, they're actually following a star. They're actually seeking the Savior. They're going after the Savior. They're following that star. But today, these shepherds, the only thing that they want to do is watch over their flock, stay warm, and get through the night. But in the middle of that, man, before the night is over, they would encounter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They would encounter the Savior of the world in one moment. And now, because of that, they are overtaken with great wonder. Because honestly, these shepherds, if you study out scripture, the shepherds, they were nobodies. It's not like when you're growing up, you had like a shepherd action figure. Hoping that one day, oh, Joe, yeah, Jimmy. I can't wait to be a shepherd, me too. No, there was nobody playing shepherds and sheep. Come on, are you with me? Wasn't like that action figure. Wasn't like this was something that they, 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 they longed to become. Matter of fact, as you studied out the shepherds, they were nobodies. Nobody wanted to be a shepherd. They were looked down upon. But yet this is the, the people group that God decides to send an angel to and say, hey, I got good news for you. But here they are. I want you to see this. Here they are. And the only hope they have is to get through the night. And the Bible says they are watching over their flock. They're guarding them. They're protecting them from the elements. They're protecting them from the things that would come in. They're holding on tightly. This is all they had. This was their livelihood. And yet in one counter, they are so full of wonder and curiosity, awe. They're marveling, if you will, that they leave that which they are holding on to. They leave it, and they go on a journey to discover the wonder of Jesus Christ. And I can't help but think, that God wants to bring back some wonder to you and I. That in the season of Christmas, man, the season that we experience as boys and girls growing up, and it's so full of, of wonder and magic, but somehow through the journey of life, it begins to lose that. I believe that God wants to bring back, man, his wonderfulness, his wonder to our lives this Christmas season. That in the season of Advent, it's not just about seeking and waiting, but it's about being full of amazement once again by how awesome and powerful and, and wonderful he really is. He wants to fill you with wonder. 
I believe for some of you this morning, he wants to do a, a miracle work in your life. There's some of you here that, 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 that God wants to, to touch you in a way that does a miracle in your body and heals you. That he wants to bring a restoration maybe in a marriage. He wants you to open up your eyes to the wonder of how good he is. Some of you sitting here today, I believe this all my heart. Man, this has become something we do on a Sunday morning. But somewhere along the way, it lost its wonder. That this is something I should do as a Christian. This is something I ought to do. And I've had people say this to me all the time. That, you know, uh, no, I want to get back into church. Matter of fact, when we start having kids, we'll go back to church. And it's, and it's really, if, if we're honest, it's become a tradition. But I believe that God wants to break us out of tradition this morning and bring back the wonder of who he is, the wonder of his grace, his love, his mercy, his miraculous working power. Have you stopped believing that with God all things are possible? Or do you, do you, do you really believe this morning that what, and here's the thing, I don't think we always do. We believe it for other people sometimes. We, we read it in scripture that, well, okay, with God all things are possible. But yet there's still something in our life and we've stopped believing. And we've stopped contending. And I believe that God wants to interrupt our Christmas season and bring back the wonder of who he is. The wonder. Is somebody with me this morning? But I feel like too oftentimes here, the, the shepherds, and man, they had to have a wake-up call. They were just in routine. They were just doing their thing. And they were guarding their sheep. Here's the thing. We have to be willing to let go of that which we're holding on to in order to go on the journey that he wants to take us so that we can experience his wonder once again. And they had to be willing. They're guarding their sheep, but they had to be willing to let go and leave them to go on this journey and discover the wonder of Jesus. How about us? I think there's some of us that are holding on to things tightly. And he's standing at the door of our life. And he's knocking, he's saying, I got something for you. I, I want to show you how wonderful I am. But yet you're holding on so tightly to past hurts, past pains, past successes, past failures, past churches. So there's some people here that you haven't been able to dive into what God really has for you here because you're still holding on to that last ministry. And if only they did it like they did it, you got to be willing to let go. Because here's the thing, when you're holding on, you can't have open hands to receive what God wants to give you, what God wants to bring into your life. And these shepherds had to be willing to leave that which they were over, that which they were protecting, that which they were guarding to go on this journey and rediscover the wonder and amazement of who God is and what he had for them. And I believe there's many of us here this morning that God wants to do that in our life. If we would just let go of whatever it is we're holding on to this Christmas. Let me ask you this question. I don't have a bunch of points. I just got one question for you. When's the last time you wondered at God? When's the last time you marveled how awesome and how amazing he is? When's the last time you experienced his miraculous working power in your life? I believe that this could be that Christmas where the wonder comes back in and you can marvel 
and say, God really is good. God really is good. With him, all things really are possible. And I believe that God wants to do a miracle for some of you this Christmas. I believe he wants to do it this morning. Many of you, you received the e-blast, and maybe you read through that, and I'm going to take some time in just a moment at the end of this service to pray for anybody and everybody that needs a miracle in this place. Because I believe God has one for you today. And he wants you to walk out of this service, this Christmas Eve service, wondering how awesome he is. I've experienced this throughout my whole entire life. From the time I was a little boy, I don't know why, but God just keeps showing up in my life and reminding me how wonderful he is. How I'll never forget, I was about 16 years old and I got the phone call. I have three older brothers and one of them uh, was on, on duty as a police officer and he was on his way to an accident. Someone didn't pull off the road as he was running code with the lights on and he got T-boned. So now he's in an accident, they show up on the scene, and they pretty much pronounce him dead on the scene. They gave him a 6% chance to live. So the helicopter would show up, and they would airlift him to the, to the closest uh, hospital. And within hours, we'd get a report that it's not good. Had to put him in a coma state to, to keep the swelling down. Day one would come, and they would say, hey, look, this isn't looking good. He's, he may be a vegetable for the rest of his life. And we did the only thing we knew how to do. We began to pray. We begin to seek God. And as we begin to pray, literally day three or day four, he comes out of that coma. They say, well, he's out of the coma, and he's actually responding to quite a bit. Uh, he won't be in a coma. He won't be a vegetable probably, but, but he's going to have to learn to walk and talk and, and uh, all that stuff again. Day four rolls around, and he's, he's starting to talk, and he's starting to formulate sentences. We don't, we don't really know what's going on, but he, 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 he'll probably talk and walk again fine, but he'll never go back. He'll never go back to police work. Like, like week, week one or two, I don't remember even at this point, so long ago, but I remember being in the conference room, the family conference room. The doctor came in and just sat down perplexed. And he said, I don't know how to explain this to you. I don't know what's going on. I know that you call yourself Christians and you're praying, so all I'm going to tell you to do is this, keep praying. Because whatever you're doing, it's working. He is responding to everything. And not only will he go back to work, one day he actually goes back to full-time duty, and the story keeps getting better, to now he's been interviewed by every national television station because he is the number one DUI officer in the nation. Where most officers rest about 21 or 22 a year, he rests 230 a year. So much so, and I'm only sharing this because I want you to wonder at God, so much so that they've done interview after interview and show after show, they've done specials on him, they give an award out every year for the officer that gets the most DUI arrests in the nation. He won it eight years, eight years straight. They finally had to say, Officer Brinkman, you can no longer be a part of this. True story. It's like you, you've got to be taken out of this category. 6% chance to live. I'll never forget when my youngest was born, Faith. And, uh, and I remember she came out lifeless. Dark blue, not breathing. Doctors began to try to get her to breathe. She, she wasn't breathing. I remember seeing the fear on the doctor's face as they're sitting there like, come on, baby, breathe. Come on, baby, breathe. And I saw the look on my wife's face, and she's like, you better go do something. And I walk over, and the nurse looks to make the, the emergency call. says, call the technicians right now. And I just said, Faith, Deborah, you breathe right now in the name of Jesus. And no sooner did I get those words out of my mouth that, <coughs> She starts to breathe. 
It was about five months later that we'd be on vacation in Mexico, and my oldest. Man, if you want to feel alive, just have some kids, man. They'll keep you on your toes. We turn around for a split second. She climbs up on top of a table in a restaurant in Mexico, falls backwards, pulls the table over on her arm, lifts the table off, and her arm is like a U. Happened to be a doctor on the trip, and the doctor goes, that's broken. I'm like, really? So we had to find a hospital in Mexico, and we're rushing her. And the whole way in this cab, I, the cab driver probably thought I was speaking another language, which I was. And I was just praying and praying and praying and praying. And by the time we got to the doctor, that you and that arm was gone. The doctor said, it looks like just a minor injury. Why am I sharing that with you? All throughout my life, I've had these moments where God brings me back to the wonder of who he is. And I love this passage because he shows up to some unassuming shepherds, not seeking, not waiting. And I believe there's some of you here today. You just came because it's Christmas Eve and family asked you to. You're not seeking. You're not waiting. But yet God is interrupting your life right now and inviting you in to wonder at his grace, to wonder at his love, and to wonder at his mercy. And I believe that today he's got a miracle for you. And it'll bring that wonder and that amazement back into your life. If you would just let go of whatever you're holding on to. And let God give you that gift. God, we thank you so much for your word today. Thank you that your word is awesome. Lord, I lift up those in here right now that have lost the wonder of who you are. For those of us, when I ask the question, when's the last time you wondered at God and there is no answer, there's no response? Maybe even for those of us here today that have never encountered your grace, that this would be the best Christmas ever as we encounter your grace for the very first time. So Lord, I pray for those two different groups of people, those that have never encountered your wonder and those that have, but somewhere along the way, it's been lost. Let this Christmas, let this Advent season, let us wonder at you again. With every eye closed, every head bowed, you're in here today. And you'd say, Ben, I've, I've lost that wonder. I've lost the wonder. I want to re-encounter a wonderful God. A wonderful Savior. Every eye closed, every head bowed, you're here. That's you. Just shoot your hand. I want to pray for you right where you're at. That's me. I'm, the wonder's been lost. The wonder's been lost. I've been there as a pastor. That's why he has to bring me into those moments and remind me. Thank you. Put your hand down. You're here today. You'd be honest enough to say, you know what? I've, I've never experienced the wonder of Jesus. But this Christmas, I want to say yes to him. And you're here right now in this place. You say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Every eye closed, every, that's just you. Just shoot your hand in there right where you're at. I want to surrender to him. I want to surrender to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go and stand to your feet. God, thank you so much for an incredible time in church. Lord, I not, I not only pray for every one of us, I pray specifically for those that raise their hands saying, I want that wonder back in my life. Pray for those that say, I want that wonder in my life for the first time. Pray that this would be that season and that we would look back to these moments 
not just in this season, but the rest of the year. Say, God, you're wonderful. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.